A self-proclaimed lifelong cheerleader, Darcy Wilde cherishes relationships and works each day to help the world feel beautiful, one woman at a time. Darcy is co-owner and CEO of Shine Cosmetics, the positive voice in beauty. Committed to being a leader in removing the sexualization of women in the beauty industry, Shine Cosmetics is determined to help women recognize their true beauty by creating high-quality, easy-to-use products that highlight the very best features of the unique and bright women who wear them. Darcy believes that words matter and the Shine product line focuses on the positive qualities every woman possesses and serves to reaffirm them as she prepares for her day. Today, Darcy and I get to talk about how we are talking to ourselves and why that self-talk is so important and how we can improve in our self-image and self-love for ourselves and the little girls, teen girls, and eventually women who will follow in our footsteps. Okay, Darcy, I'm so thrilled to be talking to you today. And you're someone that I have admired so much as not only a business owner, but just someone who shares a lot of light on social media and on the internet. So I can't wait to talk to you. But for anyone who's not familiar with you and your company, can you give just a little bit of background as to who you are and what your company is all about too? Yeah, I am so excited because I have been a big fan of you for a long, long time. You're, you spread. I love that you use the word light. Obviously, my company is Shine Cosmetics. And so yeah. light goes right along with that. But I'm really grateful to be here today. So my company, Shine Cosmetics, my partners, Chandler Taylor, she's our founder, and Erin Richardson and I started the company in 2017. And we, it, was born out of a desire to uplift women, to help them feel more beautiful. But the real story of our company started at a dance competition. I owned a dance studio. Chandler's daughter danced at the studio. Mm -hmm. She was getting her ready to go on stage. And if you've ever had a daughter that you're getting ready at a dance competition, you understand you're usually sitting in a group with all the moms, all the girls. And Chandler's daughter, Maisie, was just eight years old. So she was in that stage of reading everything. Like she was learning how to read. She was reading everything. So she starts to pull out her makeup products out of her makeup bag. And as she's handing them to her mom, she's reading the name. Go check your makeup bag. Chances are there's some names of products in there that are ones you wouldn't want your eight-year-old to read aloud, especially. NARS, Too Faced, (laughs) et cetera. Yes. 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 And this (laughs) happened to be a mascara, a really popular mascara that had a very sexual term. Chandler, like, oh my goodness, what is she reading? Grabbed the mascara, hurry and like took the bag from her, got her ready, tried to make it not like a big deal to her daughter, but also like horrified herself a little bit. Yeah. Sends her daughter onto stage and she thinks, like, what what is in my makeup bag? Like, what am I supporting? And as she pulled out products, she realized how sexualized the names of the products that she had in her bag. Something that I think all of us are probably guilty of, but not in a bad way. We just aren't realizing it. Right. And she sat there for a second and she's like, there has to be a better way. Like we can do better than this. So she invited me to lunch. I was totally on board. I have, my daughters are older than hers. I, my daughters are both grown women now. And the message resonated with me. And uh, like anything, when you start to pay attention to something, it expands, right? Yeah. 
Like when you buy a white car, everyone suddenly is driving a white car. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. That same thing happened as we started to create our brand and our products is we started paying more attention to that. And I was like, it doesn't matter if you're buying your products at like the local grocery store, or if you're shopping at a big department store, the names of these products are explicit and they exist across the whole board. And then on top of that, something that I began to notice is that really the beauty industry markets to us in one of two ways, either a sexual, you know, sexualized, right. Mm -hmm. They're, they're flaunting our sexualization, flaunting our sexual side, or they're trying to cover us up. They want it. You're not good enough. Or like you need to achieve the perfect brow, the perfect lip color. Everything is perfect perfection. Right. Mm -hmm. And like a covering instead of enhancing what's already you, what's already perfect about you. Yeah. It was with these two messages in our mind that we went to create our brand and shine. First of all, shine, the word like was available. I couldn't believe there wasn't a makeup company already that was named shine cosmetics because I feel like it's like the perfect name for yeah. women. Yeah. And, and really what makeup does for a lot of us, for me, especially Personally, I can say like, it makes me feel better about myself. It makes me feel more confident. I feel more put together, ready to face my day when I've taken the time to just enhance the things that are already beautiful about me. Yeah. I did stories about that just a couple of days ago where I was like, I'm going to sit in my bedroom by myself, but I'm still going to get ready every day because I just feel gross. I really learned that from the pandemic and also Mm -hmm. from a period of postpartum depression where I was mostly just at home and struggling that the longer I went without getting ready, the more just gross and not myself I started to feel. So yeah, that resonates with me totally. I've always told one of my daughters went through a basketball short phase in school. Like she wanted not, not that there's anything wrong with basketball shorts, but she just wanted to wear them to school every day. And I was like, you show up the way you feel. So like, if you feel sloppy, you show up sloppy. And that matters if you're just doing the dishes and the laundry at home, mm-hmm. or if you're going out to work, right? Like you, yeah. the way you feel changes the way that you show up to the world so and to your life. Yeah. So that's how we got started the way that we are fulfilling that mission of helping women to feel truly beautiful and enhance the things that are already beautiful about them is we have all of our products are named power words. So when you get ready in the morning, you might be putting on your indestructible Mm -hmm. foundation or like courage. I love that putting on some courage in the morning. One of our lip glosses is like strive. So you can strive to be your best and they can work like your makeup bag can now turn into little affirmations for yourself as you get ready in the morning. I wasn't like, I don't, I didn't come at our brand with this like huge knowledge of makeup. I feel like I've got that now because creating products, you learn a lot. Yeah. But what I did come to it with is a belief like I said, that how you, the time you take on yourself and the things that you internalize yourself make a difference in who you are and your ability to achieve your goals and be your best self. I really resonate with our messages. I love all the names of our products. It's like one of my favorite things to do is to be very intentional in choosing those words that were my daughter to pick it up out of her makeup bag and read it in the morning is going to lift her or my best friend or my mom, or every woman who touches our brand, we just want to leave them feeling more beautiful and helping also to like recognize that beauty isn't just the way you look. It's about how you feel and that internal 
internal recognizing your unique like abilities, your talents, the things that you bring to the world and helping that to shine, like really set that light out into the world. So that's really important to us. We love to do a lot of charitable work with charities that benefit women, single moms. We work with a domestic violence shelter. We also work with like helping women who have been incarcerated to get rehabilitated and back into the community, helping them to gain skills. We support that. So we, I love that. That's like who we are. And like, we, I really believe that good breeds good. Yeah. And like the more good you can do, the more good that comes back to you. That's a little bit about our brand. Oh, I love that. I tell every girl that every one of our employees, I don't care if we come in contact with someone through social media, they come into our warehouse, we meet them at an event. We leave people feeling more beautiful. Like that's what we do here. And whether that's the, through the vehicle of makeup or just through the vehicle of words and kindness, it doesn't matter. We just really want to help the world feel more beautiful to all the women out there. Cause we need it. We're so hard on ourselves, right? Yeah. yeah. We are our own biggest critics. So true. Okay. I want to unpack a couple of things that you talked about because there were so many good things that you brushed on. So first of all, I love that you looked at a problem and didn't just say, well, that's just the way it is. Because I think a lot of us do that where in media or in just so many things where you're just like, that's the way our world is now. And I love that you didn't just accept that, but you said there's got to be a better way and that you guys started looking for that. Ironically, it's funny because I said right before we started this, like, we're not really a how we built this kind of a podcast, but I, I would love for you to just talk about if there was any type of imposter syndrome or anything that you did psychologically to work through Because I also love what you said about you weren't always like a major makeup cosmetic. This wasn't like you're a long time profession. In fact, I think, didn't you do something in like accounting or something like that before? I've been a VP of marketing at a software company for a long time. And then I own like I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I've owned a dance studio. Like I've just. Oh, that's right. I'm just kind of like your jack of all trades. But like I've done it's but but my point is is I think sometimes people feel intimidated by the like, well, I haven't been doing this forever or I don't have like a deep background in this or I haven't been I even remember when I started doing fashion blogging and then I got invited to New York Fashion Week and I had no idea what I was doing. I I honestly like really didn't belong there. But I was invited by brands who saw that I was performing and driving a lot of sales to their brands. So they invited me. And I was not the girl who started reading Vogue when I was five or had any idea even how New York Fashion Week works or that it's a preview of the next season's fashions. Or I knew nothing, but I still felt called to show beautiful, modest clothing that, and I just, I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. So anyway, but I would love for you to just talk about whatever struggle may have happened and how you got through that beginning period of feeling like, whoa, there's a lot to learn, or there's so much other people have already ahead of me or whatever, anything like that. So I think there's I ha- like there's so much I could unpack with that because imposter syndrome is real and it happens like to all of us. I don't care. It happens to everyone. Like I said, I was a VP of marketing at a software company. I was the only female. All the other executives were men. I yeah. had imposter syndrome every day, like mm. every day of work. I was like, Ugh, you know, and it still happens to me today. So like one thing is 
just first off, realize that nobody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We're all just doing our best and like learning, right? There's, it's a learning process. So one, take yourself, like realize that you could talk to some of the most successful people and they will tell you, nobody knows what they're doing. They're just working to figure it out. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing. The second is like, let's actually talk for a second about my business. We are an online makeup company. We are not available in any of your box stores. Mm-hmm. Makeup is available everywhere. Like every, you can go to Seven Eleven right now and pick up a gloss probably. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can, it's accessible everywhere. So it's, it would be very easy for us to think how in the world do we even think that we could ever be successful selling makeup? Yeah. Like, but there's a belief that I have, and I, I have many friends, many business owner friends, and everyone has their people. Everyone has their people. Like I may not be Mac. Like I I've even said that to some people before, like, if you love the Mac counter, my brand might not be for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's people who love to get their makeup at a discount store. And that's great too. Like, but there's people who will resonate with who I am, resonate with my message, resonate with our products. And those are our people. And that's where you find success. And, and everyone has those people, right? Like, I think it's hard because especially for women, I think we want to please everyone. Mm -hmm. I am the world's biggest people pleaser. If I ask you to lunch and you don't like what you ordered, I feel guilty. Like, I feel like <laughs> my fault. You don't like what you ordered, but that's like, that's who I am at my core. Like, yeah, I'm a people pleaser. And so it's really hard. I think that that imposter syndrome paired with like, I don't, I, how would I compete with this person or this person's already doing it? Right. Like if you think you have an original idea, Google it, it will shut you down immediately. Yep. Right. So true. Just having the belief that if you put your heart and your soul and who you are, you will, you will attract those people who are looking for what you have to offer and they're out there. And that's our brand. Like our brand focus is for the everyday woman. She gets up, she has a busy day ahead. She wants to, she doesn't want a lengthy routine. You're probably not going to find her watching YouTube videos all day on tutorials, but she Mm -hmm. wants products that just help her feel good, help her face her day products that are going to last throughout her day. So when she comes home at night or her husband comes home or she's got to go out to an event, she still feels put together at the end of the day. She doesn't have to start over at ground zero again. Yeah, Those are my people, right? When you can do that and avoid looking side to side at what everyone else is doing and just be focused on what your message and your vision is, it is magic because when those people come And they like, I, my favorite thing is getting a review back and someone mentions like the way that their product made them feel or Mm. like the name of the product. Like, I felt like I had more courage because I said that to myself in the morning. Like that's magic. Like that's where the real beauty lies. If you're feeling called to do it, there's a reason there's someone out there. And even if that someone is only you that you are the only one that needs to be reminded that there's still good that comes from that. Yes. So do it. Just yes. do it. I love yeah. that advice. That's so good. Okay. Let's talk about what I saw you sharing on stories recently about self-talk. I loved that. It really resonated with me, it really was uplifting and inspiring to me. So let's talk about that a little. Can you share, maybe reshare a little bit of what you were sharing the other day and, and your, why that's, such a passion for you. It's kind of a lot, but I'll try and keep it short. 
like I mentioned, I have two adult daughters. And if there's something about mothering adult children, it's that you start to see the things that you lacked in them, right? Like you see that, like what you've passed on that maybe is the stuff you wish you had it, right? (laughs) And I realized that the way that I had talked to myself most of my life was not, I was not just talking. I'm going to get emotional. Sorry. I was not just talking to myself. Like when I negative self-talked to myself aloud, sometimes I wasn't just talking to myself. My little girls were listening to that and they were internalizing that. And I have had to realize some hard, some hard things. Like I, I tried so hard to be a good mom and I do think I did a good job. I have very incredible women. They're incredible women. So I did do something right, but also like I can see where things that I thought were only damaging myself actually bled over into my girls and the way that they might see themselves today. Right. Pair that with, I hit age like right about 40. And I realized that like, I had lost myself. Like I didn't even, I didn't even know what my favorite color was. Like people would ask me and I'm like, I don't know, like what, I don't know what's your favorite color. Oh yeah. I like that color. You know, like I, I had just become what everyone else needed. And I, and I started to realize that a lot of that gen like generated from the, like me feeling like I was never enough. Like I wasn't good enough and, and reaffirming that message in my head every day. Right. Like how many of us get ready in the morning and we're like the whole time we're standing there, we're wishing that like we were a little less or a little thinner or like my brows. I wish I had so-and-so's brows or like like, the mean girls when they're all. (laughs) Yes. But it's like how you're talking to yourself. Right. Yes. I read a book by Mel Robbins. She's one of my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. I just think she has a lot of really great things she puts out there. And she teaches about giving yourself a high five in the morning. And I was kind of like, that's pretty cheesy. Like, I wouldn't want anyone to catch me like doing that. <laughs> but, but that thought hit me. And I don't know, it's kind of all came together at once with like, well, that's actually what I'm asking women to do every day with my company. It's actually what I want for my girls and why am I not doing that for myself? Like, yeah. like I remember in my twenties, like, I don't think I ever said anything nice to myself about myself. Right. Like, and that was like prime of life. And then my thirties, I was like working so hard to be a good mom, a good wife, a good community member, all the things I, I probably never said a good thing about the way I felt about myself when I looked at myself in the mirror. Right. I, all that stuff kind of came together for me. And it set me off on a journey of like re-self-discovery, right? And especially over the last six months, just some other things that have transpired transpired in my life, I've had to step back and really like make some changes. And one of those was I need to start talking to myself better because the truth of the matter is the loudest voice that you hear every day is your own. We can talk about all the messages of the media. We can talk about how so-and-so talks about us or whatever, but the loudest voice is right between our ears. Like we say all day to ourselves. So I started to say, nope, I am going to make my time in the morning when I'm getting ready sacred. And it is sacred time for me. And I take that time to put on an uplifting message, something that makes me feel good. And while I'm doing that, when I'm looking in the mirror, if I have a negative thought come into mind, I immediately turn it around to a positive. You just can't understand the difference that it makes to you overall. Like 
it really does shift your whole mindset. I love the quote by Brene Brown that you should talk to yourself like someone you love. Mm, I love that too. And we have it actually in our lobby of our warehouse when people come in because it's so important. Like we're, that's all we're here. We're here to love like that end of story. Like that's the whole thing. And we have to start with ourselves because if we don't love ourselves, we're not happy. We don't, we're not giving our best self to the world. And as women, it's so hard, especially today, social media comparison, like all the things if you can start your day talking to yourself the way you would want, like your husband to talk to you and like the people that are most important to talk to you and, and oftentimes how they do talk to you, but you don't accept it because you haven't learned how to say that to yourself. Like there's just magic. There's just magic there to like, actually look at yourself in the mirror and say the words aloud. I am beautiful, like emotional, hard, right? Like when you do that, you start to understand, and I guess like all the hard things, like all the wrinkles of life, right. Start to become beautiful because you see that who you are today is a product of like all those things. And that is what makes you beautiful. So like, that's been very transformational for me in my life and just realizing that words matter and they, and more than anything, words matter, the words that you're saying in your head. It's funny. My one of my daughters came to me and she was feeling, she was feeling like people in our community were judging her for some decisions that she had made. And I was like, really? Like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I've never heard that. And she's like, well, yeah, like I was walking here and she looked at me and I knew what she was thinking. I was like, did you actually know what she was thinking? Yeah. Or were you self-talking what you thought she was thinking? And I'm like, I said, what if you flipped that script and you, anytime you think that someone's looking at you thinking something, you make it like the greatest thing that they could think about you. Like, oh my goodness, I've never seen a more beautiful woman in my life. It doesn't change what she's thinking about you in reality, but you're never going to know what she's thinking about you. So why would you choose for that to be a negative thought? Like flip right. it. Right. You're going to feel better. You're going to smile bigger, bigger at her because she just gave you the greatest compliment without giving you any, like even talking, like communicating with you, she's going to feel better. You're going to feel better. And how, how is that wrong? Like, yeah. let, like, why do we always want to go to like the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. Like, well, and honestly, most of the time people are thinking about themselves. <laughs> honestly. And that is, so that's exactly what I was just going to say next. So several years ago, I read a book by Hillary Weeks mm-hmm. and in the book, she talked about how, cause we all do that, right? We go to the party and no one cares what we wore to the party. They care yep. what they wore to the party. Yep. Like we're all worried about how we look. Did we say the right thing? I'm on this podcast. Am I going to sound stupid? Like we all think that, but like in reality, that's what we're all thinking. And so Hillary said she made it her goal to, whenever she was interacting with someone that she cared more about what Corinne felt about Corinne than what mm. she felt about herself. And that flipped everything for her to even wear she stopped worrying about herself and she just was there and she felt confident because when she walked into a party, she was going to be concerned with how everybody in the party felt about themselves. And then you forget yourself. It's just like service, right? Like when you do something good for someone else, you forget about yourself. So true. And in turn, the the other side of that, which could sound like a little bit selfish, but it's not. (laughs) But when you make someone feel good about themselves, what do they do? They make you feel good about yourself. So like, you're going to, you're going to get the good back to you. It's just, I don't, it's karma. No, that's not selfish though. That's exactly like you said before. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're here to do. 
say too about some of the self-talk stuff that you've been talking about is that thoughts aren't always real. They're just thoughts. And I've really learned that and trained my brain to recognize and understand, oh, just because I'm thinking this really negative thing about myself or about someone else or about a situation, it's not necessarily right or true. And oftentimes it's actually not. Yes. So I think too, I used to think like, oh, I've got to get these negative thoughts out, like almost ignore the truth until I kind of came to a realization. A lot of these thoughts are not even true. These are not even real things. They are just negative thoughts that I feel like the adversary is trying to pull me down and distract me from the truth. And the truth is always just like you're saying, you're beautiful, you're worth, you are already everything you need to be all of those really uplifting, empowering things. Like, of course, Satan doesn't want us to believe those things. So he's going to play and and he doesn't care how he takes us down. He just wants to take us down. So, you know, for some people that's self-esteem, for other people that's distractions, for other people that's contention, or there's so many different forms of that. But I've really learned that those thoughts that come into our mind that are negative are oftentimes just not even real. They're not even true. They're not even, and I feel like, Sometimes too, you can think, I mean, it's like your daughter thinking that somebody's thinking something about her when probably they're walking their dog down the street thinking about how they have a test tomorrow that they haven't studied for and they're so stressed or, you know what I mean? Like that's the negative look on their face is like they're consumed with their own whatever's going on in their life. That's like 98% of what everyone is dealing with around us. So So true. And so many times I think we let it like, continue like a broken record. Like we hear, we we have the thought and then we let it broken record. And, and you know what, like, yes, thoughts aren't real, but they can become real the more that you entertain them. Right. And I think for me personally in my life, I've entertained negative thoughts about myself for far too long. Like I, I let myself feel I wasn't good enough or I wasn't the right size or whatever for so long. And I'm like, that's, that's not fair to the girl inside. Like I have a lot to offer and instead all I'm focused on is what I'm not offering. Right. Like, and, and I think it's exactly what you said that when I think, and what I'm trying to convey with like the way we speak to ourselves in the mirror in the morning. And that is when you feel that negative thought come on being prepared to flip it right away with something positive, because you've got to, you've got to like turn that off. Right. You You have to have a game plan. Yep. Yes. You got to turn the record off, put the one that you like on and listen to it. Right. You can't. And that takes time and it takes effort. And I think for a long time, I felt like that was just like, oh, that sounds really nice. It sounds really nice that people like talk nice about themselves. They're like, what is the Saturday Night Live skit where the, the Stuart Smalley or whatever, look in the mirror and he's like, I'm, I'm kind, I'm smart. I'm, doggone it people like me or whatever and it was like a joke right but like really why aren't we doing that like we shouldn't feel like that's a silly thing that no to say those good things to ourselves and like when that happened for me one it helps me to look forward to that hour in the morning that I have for you can say I spend wait if an hour in the morning in front of the mirror seems like a long time to some people doesn't seem like enough time to others but for me that's a sacred hour 
and it's changed. It's changed what I'm, my output is with every, every aspect of my life, whether it's with my family, with my friends, with my work, it's changed me because I've recognized that like the benefit of it. And now I feel like I just want to like sing it from the rooftops to women everywhere. Like how you talk to yourself matters. Words matter. Like it does matter. Yes. Well, and one other thing that just keeps coming to me, like I can't get it out of my head is when you talked about like, okay, I know I was a good mom, but I could have been a lot better. And here's one thing that's a regret. This is a big deal to me because I talked to my mom about it and other moms. And I feel like oftentimes it comes up when they're in your season of life or further. And I'm not there yet. But what I do think is two things. First of all, I think that God's perfect plan was for him to send all of us to imperfect beings to raise us. So that was by design. That was on purpose, first of all. And second of all, what I think is so cool is you're taking something that was a pain point that you maybe wish you would have done better and you're turning it into something that helps so many other people. And without that experience, without that life experience that you had with your daughters, you wouldn't be having this impact. You wouldn't be making a difference. You wouldn't be teaching other moms like, oh, I wish I would have done this differently. I think that God uses all of those pain points, all of those like, you know, skinned knees and things that we go through in life to, if we will allow him to turn it into something really beautiful and something that touches so many lives. So I just wanted to say that because it just was like eating at me a little bit that I heard you say that. And I feel really strongly that, the imperfect parent thing is by design and that I love that you've taken something that you wish you would have done differently and you're giving other people the opportunity to see it in a different light and to do better themselves and to turn that into a really positive effect. Absolutely. I think that's like the most important part of life, right? Is like, and I think it actually goes right with what we've been talking about because when I, when I get in those modes where I'm like, oh my goodness, I really messed up there. That's negative self-talk again. Right. So like, like I, and I've actually said to my kids, like, okay, I made a mistake. I can't go back. I wish I could. I can't go back. All I can do is start today and be better. Yeah. And so that's, I'm going to learn from that. And I'm grateful that you've I'm grateful that you've allowed me to see where I can improve. And today I'm going to be better at whatever it is. Right. And, um, well, I said, like, I wish I would have learned that in my thirties, it took me to my forties, but also like now I'm singing it from the rooftop of like, even just the other day, we had a group of 13 year old girls that came into the warehouse just for fun. And I threw it out on my social media. I was like, what would you tell your, what would you tell your 13 year old self? Right. Yes. And Which was like the worst year of my life. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly. Like, who would go back to that? No, nope. not, not me. Not me ever. Like you could, I could throw myself back into a few ages. That's when I would gladly skip over, right? And I can't tell you how many people, how many women said, I would tell her she's enough. Mm. I would, she's enough. And I tried to answer all of them back and say, do you tell yourself that? Tell yourself that. Yeah. Because where she needs to know that going into junior high and like the mean girls and like, oh man, I wore way too much blue eyeshadow and I wish (laughs) someone had told me. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) oh, my eyebrows were so scary. I look back at those pictures and I really should have listened to my mom when she said to stop over plucking my eyebrows. 
So see, that was my college roommate. She overplucked me. I had like Brooke Shields eyebrows. Like my eyebrows would be having their moment today. Like they would be like the best eyebrows, but except for that, I let my roommate in college tell me they weren't good and pluck, pluck them till they were almost gone. So like, yeah, like, but like those things, like if you feel like you don't even know where to start and how to help talking to yourself, like think about what would I tell my best friend? What would yeah. I tell my mom? Say those things to yourself because you yes. deserve them just as much as she does, right? Yes. Flip it that way. So I love that. Well, I want to talk for a moment too about the 13-year-old or that that just getting into makeup age group because I feel like you guys have the absolute perfect. I mean, I think shine is so wonderful for everyone. I wear it. I'm wearing it today. But especially for that, like just breaking into figuring out who they are and does this make me prettier or do I need this or whatever. Talk to me about your advice for introducing makeup and making that a positive thing. And just like you were saying in the very beginning, not covering up, but enhancing and all of that. What's your advice for someone who's their daughter's just getting into that age? Okay. So I'm going to start with actually a little story when I was in my thirties, I, I was feeling that rut of motherhood where you just don't, you just feel like you're stuck, like, you know, in your routine and stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to make an appointment, the local department store at the makeup counter, and I'm going to let them give me a makeover and Mm -hmm. it's going to make me feel good. I'm, I've got money. I'm going to buy all the things that they tell me I need. I already know where this is going to go. Yep. Right. (laughs) So they go and yes, like they artist like, pure artist, makeup artist, right? I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't like what I see. I don't, there's no way, but I was, I felt pressure like, oh, that must be, I must be doing it all wrong. Like I must sell all these products, right? Yeah. And so I spent a crazy amount of money on all these products. I brought them home. I tried a couple of times. And then I was like, I am not pretty enough to wear this makeup. Like this is oh. not me, right? Like I'm not good enough to wear it. Yeah. So like I, whenever I talk, I don't care if it's an 11 year old. I don't care if it's a 50 year old. I always say, it does not matter what I tell you. What do you feel good wearing? Like what do you feel good? And let's start there. Like, let's start there. So like these cute 13 year olds, I was like, girls, your complexions are perfection. Like we all are trying to pay for our complexions to look like yours again. So like... (laughs) don't let anyone tell you that you need to wear this or you need to wear that. Like what, what is it that you maybe don't feel confident about? Let me help you find a product. Like when I was your age, when I got a blemish, that was like death, right? Like I can't go to school if I have a zit on my face. So like, let me just teach you a few little tips to help you cover blemishes in the proper way so that you don't also call attention to the blemish. Because I think a lot of times as a teenager, we do that, right? Like take on the makeup because we think that's the only way. So I showed him how just a little bit can go a long way. And then like, I would ask, what are your favorite features? Like what, when you look at yourself in the mirror, what are your favorite features? Like for me, it's my lashes. Like I love my lashes. I can't go without putting some mascara on because I want to highlight what I feel are my best features. And, and that is the way I would introduce makeup to any woman at any age. Cause you, you wouldn't believe how many women come in the door or come through online to us and say like, 
I've never worn makeup. I don't even know where to start. And I'm like, wow. well, first of all, yeah, I know. Right. It's kind of shocking, but also I also think it's beautiful, which is crazy for me to say, cause I have a makeup business, but I actually think it's beautiful that there's women out there that have been able to go through all, all their adulthood and not feel that they had to right? Yeah. Like, Makeup shouldn't be a have to, it yeah. should be a want to. Totally. And um, and so like in that case, I would say the same thing to her that I would say if you brought your cute little 12-year-old girl in who wants to start playing with makeup, I would say like, play up your best features. Like, what is it that you love about yourself? Let's start there. And then what maybe makes you feel less confident? Let's give you some tips on how you can em- enhance that and make that be a positive for you. So that when you look in the mirror, my mom gave me advice. When I was like in my early thirties, you can tell my thirties must've been just like, well, they were, they were a hot mess for me. No, <laughs> but like, but my mom said to me, Darcy, at the end of the day, you have to like what you look, what you see in the mirror. Yeah. Like it does not matter what anyone else feels. You have to like what you see in the mirror. I would say that same thing. Like when, at the end of the day, when you get your makeup on, you have to like what you see in the mirror. And then the other thing is there are no rules to makeup. Go Google it. Every different artist will give you which order to put your makeup on, what your must have products are. And they're all different. And guess why? That's because we're all different. We're all unique. Don't let someone else dictate that for you and play with it. Have fun, like make makeup, like a fun thing for you. Like try a new color. If you're wearing a different color top, and you want to pop that color in your eyeshadow, do it. Who cares what anyone says? Because at the end of the day, it's all about how you feel. Because when you feel beautiful, your confidence shines through and everyone feels, everyone sees your beauty. Everyone yeah. sees your beauty. But we had a cute, we had a warehouse sell just a couple of weeks ago. It was the first time we really invited the masses into the warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. The cutest, like 14 year old girl. She had the best cat eye eyeliner I've ever seen in my life. Like she had that technique down. When my daughter was 14, I don't know if I would have given her a liquid eyeliner and had her let her do a cat eye, right? But what I loved is that this girl, it she felt beautiful and that's all that mattered. That's yeah. all that mattered. It wasn't about it wasn't about the product or the application. It was that this girl felt good and she had mastered something and that was giving her confidence. And that's that's really all that matters. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> I love that. And the reason why I said, oh, I know how this is going to go is every time I've gone to a counter and I've, I haven't done that in years, but every time I'll like sit down and they'll start going to town and they're just using tons and tons and they don't show you till the end. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, whoa, this is a version of myself that I've never seen. And I don't know that I ever want to see again. <laughs> they're like, what do you want to buy? And I'm like, nothing because I look like a clown. So yeah, it's, I, I love all of your tips and the things that you're saying about enhance what you love. There are no rules. I, everything that you're saying, I totally agree with. And, you know, there are some people who just look amazing with eyeshadow. And I know that like I can put eyeshadow on and it looks good, but it's not like my very favorite thing. I've just learned to most of the time I skip it because it's just like, it's so much effort for me and I don't feel like it's, my favorite thing. And I'm just like, I'm fine without it. I'm fine without it. But I love to wear blush. And I'm it's like, I feel weird if I don't have it on or to like, yeah, or to shape my eyebrows. There's just things that I love for me. And then I can see someone else with their beautiful like I saw Shelly the other day doing this long. She did those long stories the other night. And her, her eyeshadow was amazing. Yes, her eye, her eyeshadow always looks amazing. There's certain things on other people that you're like, that looks so good on them. And then 
it might be different for you and that's okay. So don't allow yourself to feel less. Don't allow yourself to feel less because that's, that is not going to produce a good result anyway. So I'm the same red lipstick. Like I cannot do red lipstick. Oh, I love a red lip. See, see, isn't that awesome that like, like you can have your favorite and I can have my favorite. And like, we both will look beautiful at the end of the day, but like red lipstick to me, I feel like I'm walking in a room and all everyone in the room is like, what does that girl think she's wearing? red lipstick?" You know what I mean? But like, I love a girl who can rock a red lip. Like I, I admire a girl who can rock a red lip. And then she may look at me and say like, wow, the neutrals look so pretty on your lips, but that's not her jam. Like it's okay. Yeah. We're unique. We're different. And the other thing I love about makeup is it does accentuate our differences, right? Like our skin tones, the shape of our eye, our brows, our lips, like it accentuates our differences, but it also brings us together because we all like, we're all seeking the same thing and that's to feel good about ourselves. Yes. Okay. Darcy, if there's one message that you want the woman listening to this to remember, what do you want that one message to be? You are beautiful. You are beautiful in every stage of your life, in every up, every down. If I could tell you to repeat something to yourself in the mirror every morning, it would be the words, I am beautiful. Our mission here at Shine Cosmetics is we believe you're beautiful. You need to believe it too. And that's the truth. Every woman who walks through our door, every woman that I get to interact with, I leave feeling like, oh, she is so beautiful. I hope she sees her beauty because I can think it all day, but it doesn't matter until she thinks it. So that would be the message is repeat it to yourself. Write it on a card, put it on your fridge, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, wherever you see it. Make it the screensaver on your phone. But the more that you remind yourself, the more that you are going to feel that and you're going to reflect a light to the world that is unique and needed. That would be my message. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Darcy, for all of the time and wonderful experience and thoughts and everything that you shared today. Where can people find you and your makeup and everything? So shinecosmetics.com is our website. We are very active on Instagram. Shine Cosmetics is our handle. And I love when people comment, DM. You can find me personally, Darcy Wild. I love to interact with other women. It's like relationships and connection for me are everything. So reach out, say hi. Okay, I love that. And we'll put all of those links in the show notes too. Thanks Thanks. so much, Corinne. It's been a joy to talk to you. And thank you for all of the light that you bring to the world. It's really important work that you do. Thank you, Darcy. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.